you were expecting someone else? This is the Intrepid 007 Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of the Intrepid 007. I hope you all are doing well on this crisp October day. Um, We're going to talk today about, of course, No Time to Die. While we don't really have much news, much speculation, or even a trailer to talk about, um, and I talked a few weeks ago about the poster, which... um, you know, for me, was kind of lacking any kind of excitement or any kind of the um, beauty or the um, artfulness of the um, title teaser or even um, former posters. Let's talk instead about the fact that Aston Martin will feature four different vehicles in this movie. Not one, not two, but four Aston Martin vehicles, two of those being classic Aston Martins previously seen in other Bond films. Of course, the DB5 does have to make an appearance. It's appeared in Goldfinger. It's appeared in Thunderball. We've seen it happen again in Goldeneye. We've seen it appear in uh, Casino Royale. We've seen it in Skyfall and Spectre as well. The newcomer of the old guard would be the Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Um, And while in the 60s, the Aston Martin DB5 really did well for the company, it was a very popular car. Um, It had an inline-six engine uh, designed by an Italian fellow. Um, It was a decent little vehicle. It was uh, one of those benchmark GTs. Um, Aston Martin had some bit of difficulty after that kind of maintaining themselves Um, while David Brown was a a great proprietor of the company the company didn't really necessarily advance too much the DB6 kind of was just a derivative of the DB5 and the DBS was the first real variation or um, differentiation differentiation (laughs) not sure that's even a word but it was the first car to be different than the db5 or the db4 or the db6 who were uh, eerily similar so with the dbs which honestly wasn't as successful as nice as it was in under majesty's secret service it was definitely a pretty car um it wasn't as successful as the db5 and throughout the 70s and 80s the only real vehicle that uh was any success for aston martin was the vantage or the v8 as it was called for uh, for a brief period of time as well um there the aston martin lagonda and bulldog concepts were kind of flops um the lagonda being their first four-door um but the vantage was the one that kind of brought them back they had that kind of muscle car look with a v8 engine and um it was the beginning of a turnaround for them um they had a few other hit or misses they had the virage that had come out um in the beginning of the 90s um and then we saw them get bought out by ford uh, and looped into their premier automotive group and that's where we saw the dbs first appear or sorry not the dbs the vanquish excuse me i'm getting ahead of myself the vanquish was the vehicle that we saw of course at the end of or in most of die another day um the return of 
uh, Aston Martin. But the only reason that Aston Martin actually returned to the Bond movies at that point was because of Ford. Um, the agreement was not with Aston Martin, but with Ford's premier automotive group. So that's why we also have seen um, in recent years um, the Jaguar that we saw in uh, Die Another Day as well. And we've seen a couple of Land Rovers fall uh, with that. Casino Royale, of course, and uh, Quantum of Solace are direct relations to that as well in the Ford um, relationship because we see in Casino Royale the rental vehicle that he's driving over to the Bahamas is a Ford Mondeo, which is the European version of the Ford Fusion. Um, so quite common car that you don't necessarily expect Bond to be driving, but because of product placement uh, internationally, it was kind of the car to put in there. Um, I talking about international Fords, yeah, I would have seen him better in a Ford Falcon, but you know, that's a completely different story. So that brings us to where we're at today. So with Casino Royale, that was kind of the end of that Ford agreement. We see the Ford Caw and the Ford Edge in uh, Quantum of Solace, so I think it carries on over into there, but we kind of break it again with um, with uh, with Skyfall. We do see in um, both Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, we've got the gorgeous DBS that he's driving around in. Um, so this is that would have been the second DBS that Bond is driving. Um, but of course, it's not the same beast. We're talking about the V6, uh, sorry, six-cylinder V12 producing somewhere around 510 horsepower in those two movies compared to um, a 4.3-liter V8 that he was driving around in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Bringing us to today and more modern times, in the last two films, there was a heavy uh, association with uh, Jaguar Land Rover, who are now owned by the Tata Group. Um, so the agreement, I guess, has changed. I'm not really sure the official details of the agreement as they are now, but I believe that they agree. They, they stand as two different agreements. There's an agreement to use Jaguar Land Rover vehicles, and we see that with M's car being the XJX or the XJ... Um, I don't know what the, the extended XJ is called uh, anymore, but the, the, the nice XJ that he drives with um, with M in in Skyfall and um, the Land Rover Defenders and the Land Rovers that are featured in the chase scene in Inspector in Austria. So we see that that relationship is still alive and well. There's rumors that there's another um, association this time around. We see Daniel Craig in some of the spoilers. So spoiler alert. Sorry, Edgar, if you're listening. I don't want you to ruin everything you may not have already seen. Um, spoiler alert, uh, Bond is seen in the Jamaican scenes driving around in a old Land Rover Defender, um, possibly because there's a new Land Rover Defender coming out as well um, that's not being featured in the movie. What is being featured in the movie that's new is um, the Aston Martin Valhalla. Now, its role in the movie seems to be kind of uh, unknown at the moment. We do see it in the scenes that are being filmed in Norway right now, but there's not too much we know about it, and there's not too many more scenes that we've seen. Um, I don't think anyone's really gotten a good look at the version that he's driving, so we don't know um, if this is a production-level car, if this is a special car for the movie, as they did with the DB10. Um, if you remember for the Spectre reveal, we had um, the vehicle reveal at the same time, and that was a real treat. We're not getting that this time around. Um, this time around for Global Bait James Bond Day, not only did we get a lackluster poster, but we did get good news from Aston Martin, and that's when they confirmed their involvement with the four vehicles, adding the DBS Superleggera to the list of vehicles being featured in the movie. 
again, have not seen them film with this vehicle. There have been rumors. Uh, again, spoiler report, uh, Edgar, take 10 seconds and block your ears. Um, spoiler report, there has been some people, especially from um, James Bond Brazil, who have said that they have seen either the Vanquish or uh, the DBS filming when they had been on set, I believe, in London. So is it a featured car? Is it part of the underground Q branch uh, you know, float of vehicles that they have there. Uh, and he chooses the Valhalla instead of the DBS. Is there going to be some sort of tongue-in-cheek joke there? We haven't even seen any of Q's filming, so we're assuming that that's all happening on a soundstage in, in Pinewood Studios. Um, so that's all speculation right now. Um, my personal opinion on all this, I don't necessarily think that James Bond should be driving around in the Valhalla, seeing as the Valhalla is a supercar and it doesn't really seem to fit James Bond's needs. Historically, James Bond has been driving around in a GT. Um, the DB5 is considered as a GT. The uh, DBS and the Vanquish were both considered as GTs as well. Um, he's more or less seen driving around in a two-seat sports car, the Lotus Esprit. Uh, the BMW Z4 and Z8. With the exception of the 7 Series in um, Tomorrow Never Dies, he doesn't really drive, you know, a four-door car or, you know, a vehicle that can accommodate more than two people. But then again, why does Bond need to drive around with more than two people? He's never had any more than one passenger in his vehicle at any given time, so there's no reason for it. My opinion is that the Valhalla, while a great car, doesn't really evoke that GT-ness that we're looking for. Um, if Bond were to abandon the Aston Martin game altogether, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that, as long as he's staying within the realm of a British GT, or at the limits, a GT. Um, I don't see him driving a Mercedes. I don't see him going back to BMW either. Um, unless it was the BMW, I'll, I'll accept the i8, because it is a gorgeous uh, GT, but at the same time, um, all these rumors had been going around at one point as well that Bond was going to be driving the electric Rapide. I don't agree with that at all either, because in the books and throughout the films, he's driving these insanely powerful special cars, uh, and it kind of, I don't want to say cheapens the feeling of Bond if he was driving around an electric. I just, I don't think that James Bond would every day get the same enjoyment out of driving a Tesla as you would as say a Bentley Continental GTC. Um, you know, there are viable replacements for the Aston Martin if Aston Martin was suddenly to give up. I don't think though, like I said, in this case, it would be the Valhaus supercar. The DBS Superleggera is a perfect replacement. Um, and I do quite enjoy seeing him driving around in these classic Aston Martins, especially bringing back the Vantage, um, because bringing back the DBS from Modern Majesty's Secret Service, well, it would be nice to do the hint. Um, I don't think it would be appropriate. I don't think the car is as nice as the Vantage, and um, seeing as that car wasn't necessarily gadget-laden, I don't think that the um, the nostalgia is there either for that particular vehicle. Maybe I'm wrong. I know that a lot of people do like the film on Her Majesty's Secret Service and possibly have a connection to the vehicle, but me personally... Um, I don't, and um, I have more of a connection to uh, 
Timothy Dalton's Bond um, with that car. So I'm very much happy that that car is making an appearance. Uh, the DBS Superleggera as well. I think it's a gorgeous car. I would have rather it had been the Vanquish. Um, and that could have possibly appeared in, in Spectre or in Skyfall. Um, it didn't, but no matter. Um, I'm glad that the Superleggera is there because it is a beast of a machine. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're going to get to see it. And I hope we get to see Bond driving it. What are you guys' opinions on this? Uh, I know that everyone is kind of split about a lot of things about the James Bond world. Um, what do you think about the cars that he's driving, the cars that he's driven, the cars that he could drive? Um, what do you think that should replace the Aston Martin? Me personally, I think that Lotus has a lot to gain by introducing a new car in, an Aston, in, in a James Bond movie. Um, if they're replacing Aston Martin, there's kind of that historical aspect that would be kind of nice. Um, Jaguar, um, if they can make another F-Type or something in that vein, would be nice as well um, to get kind of Bond back in it. But it would have to be something like the F-Type. It would have to be something spectacular for him to get, really get back into it. Um, I'm also partial to the Continental GTC. I think the Continental is a very classy um, GT, and that would fit Bond well. So whatever you guys think, please let me know. Give me a shout. Thanks for listening to me Babylon again, and hope to see you soon. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Intrepid 007 Podcast. Please, if you're not already doing so, follow us on Instagram at 007 underscore Intrepid. I'm also on WordPress. You can see my blog there at intrepid007.wordpress.com. Of course, you're listening to this podcast. You're obviously listening to us either on SoundCloud or via iTunes or Spotify. Tune in next time. The Intrepid 007 podcast will return.